Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and 5 p.m., with church school for all ages at 9 a.m. Please also connect with us online at chapelofthecrossms.org. I hope this sermon enriches your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. It is now time uh, in our annual meeting for uh, reports, and uh, first I want to begin by uh, sharing uh, Michael Barker's regrets. He uh, could not be here this morning uh, and give a treasurer's report, uh, but uh, our senior uh, senior warden, Bob Williams, has uh, uh, stepped into the breach and will integrate that into his report. And... Uh, uh, that being said, I would like to welcome to uh, the pulpit our senior warden, Bob Williams. Good morning, everyone. It's great to see all of you here today. Thank you for coming to our, our annual meeting. You know, 2021 was a year of hope and cautious optimism as we continue to deal with the virus and its effects on our community. <clears throat> A beacon of light this year for Madison County, the metropolitan area, and the state of Mississippi is this parish, its people, our priests, and our staff. We continue to do God's work in so many ways, and we touch so many lives. For example, just last month, this parish packed 700 food boxes to be delivered to our daily bread. These gifts of food went a long way to feeding families in need during the holiday season. This effort was spearheaded by Amy and Michael Barker, and though they are not here today, let's give them a round of applause. In keeping with that holiday spirit, the parish again hosted, the, for the second year, Christmas in the country. We had hot chocolate, Snacks. We had a beautiful nativity scene. Thank you, David Cato. We had Mr. and Mrs. Claus, sparkling lights overhead, fest festive music, and car after car full of old and young alike visited our campus. The same message we heard over and over, Merry Christmas and thank you for doing this for us. At the end of the three-day event, the chapel raised over $20,000. And this was half was donated to our daily bread and half was donated to Toys for Tots. Martha Fry and her elves, that band together, they made the success. Martha, will you please stand and all the people that helped her. <laughs> and we can't thank, we cannot not talk about our beloved day in the country. Due to the pandemic, 
we held a virtual day in the country in 2020. But in 2021, we returned again to our open air festival. We had tours of this new church. Our vendors were back on the grounds. Our food booths sold great hamburgers. Uh, our country store sold all of our wonderful homemade items such as bread and the 63A cake. Folks picked up their silent auction items and there were fun events for the kids. A big congratulation to our chairs and co-chairs for bringing Day in the Country back. Will Lauren and Russell Bain stand and Cliff and Katie Agnew, please. Let's give them a round of applause. So I'm really excited about the next thing I'll tell you about. In 2022, we will be able to continue the works of our parish due to your generosity and support, all of you out there. Thus far, we have pledges totaling over $830,000. This will allow us to meet our new debt responsibility for this building, as well as to continue our ministries. A big thanks to Stan Herring and Toby Roberson for chairing our stewardship committee. Will they please stand? Let's give them a round of applause. And I have some others to thank. With the following people, please stand. Cliff Agnew, Bill Buhner, Sarah Beth Clark, Brock is not with us today, Ashley Herndon, Stan Herring, Marvin Curry, Will Morton, Ellen O'Neill, Tommy Roberson, and Grace Simmons. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the members of the 2020-2021 Vestry team. Each of them have given their time and talent to our parish. I want to thank each one of those for their dedication. Let's give them a round of applause. You know, our organist and choir master and our wonderful choir fill this space and our hearts with wonderful songs and music. Dr. Ed Dacus and all the members of the choir, please stand and be recognized. <laughs> then there are the folks that are not always seen, but they keep the chapel running when we're not here. As I call your name, please stand up. Dana Tiffin, our parish administrator. Stephanie Jackson, director of our children's ministry. Haley Nix, Director of Chapel Preschool, Samantha Lurd, Administrative Assistant, Colleen Nix, our Sexton, and Doug Gooden, our Director of Youth Ministries. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give them a round of applause. There are also some gentlemen here that help hold our parish together and they keep it running. From shoring up the old chapel, improving the lighting in our parking lots to the punch list of the Chapel of the Resurrection. Would Marvin Corey, Bill Buner, and David Cato please stand? I'd also like to give a shout out to my wife of 35 years, Lori Williams. She has supported me through all my endeavors uh, over the years. 
I'd really like to thank her for keeping dinner warm in the oven and the wine cold in the fridge. <laughs> After all the long vestry meetings. Thank you, Laurie. <laughs> I have, a pe I have a team of people that I want to thank uh, because they're working on a project of a proposed Fleetway service station across from the chapel. But I want to fill the parish in on this because it's, it's time we need everyone's help. The Madison County Board of Supervisors created the Mansdale-Livingston Heritage Preservation Overleague District to preserve the historic district in the county along 463. This runs from the scenic highway sign as you enter up here all the way down 463 to Livingston. When you read the zoning requirements, it protects the surrounding neighborhoods and our campus. Despite this fact, Fleet Wade Morris, who owns the land at the corner of 463 and Gluckstadt Road, right across here from our campus in the cemetery, is pushing the county to make an exception and allow the company to build a service station with a largely brightly, light, a brightly lit metal canopy facing our campus. Their sales will include gas, beer, lottery tickets. They will be open till 10 p.m. at night. If the county allows this exception in this historic district, it will open the door for other things we do not want. Imagine general dollar stores around us, fast food, coin laundries. Imagine Christmas in the country or a beautiful night wedding here and the bright lights of the service station and the noise are filling the air. Imagine the possible vandalism of our campus after 10 p.m. at night. This whole area as we know it today will cease to have the character we know and enjoy. Once the vestry and the bend learned about this, we jumped into action and started attending the overlay board meetings and the planning and zoning meetings. At this point, we've been able to, to have the final presentation tabled by making our legal arguments that the service station is not allowed in this district. I want to give thanks to what I am calling the service station committee for fighting the service station. First, would Cliff Agnew, Ellen O'Neill, and Will Morton, and Kenny O'Neill please stand. These are our legal leaders. And then, additionally, will Bill Buner, Stan Herring, and Ben please stand. They have been our ears on the ground and listening to what is going on in the county. Now we need to get you involved. The vestry has started we are going to start a campaign calling it Protect the Chapel and the Heritage Preservation District. This campaign, we're going to get the word out to the community to support our efforts to prevent the approval of the service station. Over the next couple of weeks, you will see banners on our property and around the community in the city of Madison with our campaign slogan on it. The big question is, what can you do? The final decision will be made by the Board of Supervisors. We need each of you to write all five supervisors. To make it easy, we have crafted a letter. Thank you, Cliff and Ellen, for working on that. There are copies in the back when you get ready to leave, but even easier than that, you can download it 
off of our website. All you need to do is put your name in there, the supervisor, sign it, and we have the email addresses for every one of uh, the county. We ask that you send all five letters. Also get the word out to your neighbors and friends and ask them to write a letter. Nothing gets the member of the Board of Supervisors' attention better than letters from voters. I also know and mark your calendars for February the 15th, 2022. Here at the chapel, the Overlay Board of Commissioners will meet. The service station first has to be approved through that committee for them to make recommendations on the planning and zoning and the Board of Supervisors. Our legal eagles will be here making our argument. If the parish shows up to support the campaign, this will show even further that we do not want the service station next to us. I would be happy to go over further details after the service that anyone wants to talk further. Are there any questions? Okay, thank you. And last, however not least, two gentlemen that really don't need any introduction. These men do a great job of guiding their flock here at the chapel. They deliver the message of God with stories filled with humor that makes us laugh, that helps us understand God. They hold our hands at times of sorrow and tragedy, and they rejoice with us during the happy times in our life. Ben and Will, will you please sing? Okay, now I'm going to do Michael's report. I wish he was here, he would do a better job with it. First off, all finances, including detailed books and statements and financial reports and audits, are in our parish office. If you have any specific questions or would like to look at those, you're welcome to. Uh, direct any questions to the treasurer, the senior wardens, the rectors, or administration. For the sake of this report, and using round numbers, in 2021, we expected to receive $923,000 in income, but we actually received $1,014,000, $91,000 over budget. Ladies and gentlemen, this is great. <laughs> Expenses were expected to be $1,041,000, but were actually $992,000 we were $49,000 under budget. The chapel has $462,500 in our operating account, 212,000 of that, which are restricted funds. The capital campaign will officially end in 2022. We've received $2.7 million and have outstanding pledges of 589. I urge you, if you've not pledged or you haven't completed your pledge, please do so. It's so critical. We are moving toward our final mortgage, and we need that amount to be as low as we can get it. Also, for the organ, there's still $75,700 we need to pay the organ off. Um, if you haven't, if you've completed your other pledge and can pledge toward the organ, please do. And it will be installed in February or early March. Any questions on the finances?
So I'd like to close my report by saying thank you so much. It's been an honor and privilege to serve as your senior warden for the last two years. I appreciate your support and your friendship. Thank you. your junior warden and before I start my report of the junior warden I want to thank this parish uh, for their support for what I faced last year a challenge in my life that I was unexpected um, I never thought I'd be fighting cancer at 58 years old but I was and uh, it was an interesting time in my life I want to particularly thank the pastoral committee um, will the people on your committee, I got phone calls at some dark times in, uh, in this battle and y'all kept me going. What a, what a great reading in the New Testament today about all the different parts. And um, we have a lot of good parts here at the chapel. And I had some great conversations with some of the ladies and um, it really helped me get through my, my challenge. Uh, so thank you. I want to also preface the report of the warden with a special thank you to Bill, Stan, and David. They stepped in when I could not physically do anything. Um, kept this place going, did the things. That, uh, they just stepped in for me, uh, and I appreciate that. Uh, I also want to thank you all for letting me serve a second term to do some of the things that I had planned to get done and was able to do. Um, my normal report to the vestry when we get to the junior warden report is things break, we fix them. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I know that's probably not what y'all I'm supposed to do today, and I'm supposed to have a really nice report and read off it. You know, I don't want to hear a bunch of droning from me, but I, there are some things I do want to address. In 2021, we kept a, a good variance in our operating budget. Um, we didn't really go out of uh, expenses on the normal day-to-day -day operations. Uh, we did have some capital replacements, and if you dig into the budget and, and the finances of last year, there's some line items that appear to have been overspending on the expense side of operations, which is not correct. There was really no capital uh, replacement plan. We call reserve replacements uh, in in our business. Um, uh, property manager. So we've had to, that shows up as an expense item on the operating side. So we've taken some steps this year in 2022. I think we're going to separate a GL account. And the good thing is we do have some deferred maintenance. If you walk around, we have air conditions that are original in the Ed building, the parish hall. Th those will fail. They run an old refrigerant that, that the government says we can no longer use. So they'll have to be swapped out. So there's going to be some capital reserve replacements that will incur this year. The good news is there was money set aside for that type of thing. It just wasn't called capital reserve. It's, it had different meanings. So the good thing is we're operating on the operating side. We're operating within budget variances allowable for what we would call institutional 
uh, buildings of, of this campus size, and we have money to replace them as they come along. So we won't be digging deep into our operating budget, which is great. Um, we're doing some consolidating some vendors. We're consolidating some services on fire alarm, um, monitoring, inspections. A lot goes on. This is a large campus. Um, we've got lots of buildings. We have an old building in the chapel. So I, I'm, I was amazed after looking at it and seeing how well uh, we stay within our, our expenses. Um, like I said, we're, we have framed up a re reserve replacement account, so that will be covered. Um, the amount of the budget is phenomenal every year. Uh, this, this, this place is amazing by doing what we're supposed to do in giving and supporting the services that we provide here throughout all the committees. Uh, I'm, I'm amazed. Uh, I came from a, a small parish in Gulfport, and um, it's just amazing to watch this operate. We have instituted a, a, a few different measures, um, not, nothing in particular as far as um, anything that would be of concern to y'all. So just know this, things are break and we fix them. Um, <laughs> I look forward to next year. There's some organizational things we're framing up for the next person that follows me. Like I say, this is a big operation here and we're gonna consolidate some of the plans. We're gonna to try to get a, a warden's room in the Ed building so the next junior ward can step in, go to a filing cabinet, find out who does filters, who replaces this, who does that, and not have to pick up the phone and call the last four junior wardens as it seems to have been the case. And it's like at every church. But I would like, I would hope to be able to have a little more organization when I step out and the next person can just have a little bit, a little bit easier. I want to address one other thing. If you have a key to these, these doors and you open a door, please lock it. And if you're here late at night, we're starting to get a lot of people, teenagers walking from reunion using us as a bypass and another reason we don't want something on this corner. They're, just if you if you have a key, you have a responsibility to this parish and to this property. It will take you no longer to spend three more minutes to walk the doors, pull on them, make sure everything's secure. Because I don't if someone's gonna break in, they're going to break in. But don't let's don't leave them an open invitation with an open door. That's that's kind of a pet peeve of mine. Uh, uh, so remember that if you're holding a key, you're holding a responsibility to the church. So be mindful of that. I'll open the floor. Has anybody had any questions of me? Operations moving forward. Again, thank you so much for allowing me to spend one more year at this job. I did not get to do my job fully last year. Thank y'all for your support and my challenge. I look forward to this coming year. Maybe we can beat this crazy virus and have a little more fun than we've had before. Such concludes the report of the junior warden. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out, living letters of the word, amen. One of the great advantages of going last is that everyone wants you to keep it brief.
As it has been pointed out to me for almost all of my days, and as well by me in this very pulpit, I am a geek. I'm a church geek. I'm a Kentucky Wildcats geek. I'm a cooking geek. And I am a Star Wars geek. And I want to use that last geekage, if that's a word, as a springboard this morning. In Star Wars, there is a character named Boba Fett. Boba Fett is one bad... (laughs) He looks cool. He wears this tough armor. He has a jet pack. He is every 8-year-old or 48-year-old's dream. But one day, he gets eaten by a monster, and everyone assumes that he is dead. Understandably so, we don't usually walk away from being eaten by a monster. But not so fast. He manages to escape. His cool armor is gone. He is deeply scarred, but he is alive. And he is taken in by a community called the Sand People. And he begins to heal. He is different, wiser, more discerning, less aggressive, but healed. Another character remarking on Boba Fett's transformation says, Living with the Sand People has made you soft. No, Boba replies, It has made me strong. You can only get so far without a tribe. You can only get so far without a tribe. That remark has stuck with me. And I thought about it a lot as we prepared for this annual meeting. We've said it and we've heard it and said it more ways than we care to remember or repeat, but these last couple of years have not been easy. Before the pandemic, many of us felt very capable, very self-assured, very self-reliant. I'm reminded of that classic Simon and Garfunkel lyric, I am a rock, I am an island, and a rock feels no pain, and an island never cries. We were solid. We were confident in our trajectory. We were rocks. And then everything changed. Well, except for two things. The love of God and the resilience of this parish, this holy place, this chapel of the cross. Those don't change and those will endure forever. This chapel, this place, these people are our tribe, and we have emerged from these trying days stronger and, more importantly, together. We are in this together, we we perceive our mission together, and we proceed and succeed together. We are together in leadership. 
Our, junior, our senior warden has already acknowledged them, but I could not be more thankful for our vestry. Together we have been wise and forward-thinking, thorough and supportive, nimble and true. Together we have been ably led by our dedicated senior warden. Together we have been dutifully served by our junior warden, our treasurer, and our clerk. And we have accomplished great things, evaluated great things, and improved on great things together. We are together as a staff. I'm so grateful to work along with side with such excellent folks like our associate rector, Will, our parish administrator, Dana, our organist and choir master, Ed, our children's minister, Stephanie, our sexton, Carlene. All of you are just plain good at your jobs, and working with you is a privilege. And in addition to those, we added three new members to the staff this year. Our youth minister, Doug, our preschool director, Haley, and our administrative assistant, Sam. All three of you were long awaited, and you are such bright lights of positivity and exuberance, and you are excellent as our colleagues. Together, serving our Lord and this parish is a joy. We are together in this building, in this place, this chapel of the resurrection. It is hard to believe, but this place was only consecrated last year. And one of the primary goals of our capital campaign and this construction project was so that we could be together. Not a disparate number of parallel congregations, but together as one chapel. There is still a lot to be done, including the installation of the new pipe organ, which should begin in a month or so, replacing this pulpit, and improving lighting and sound, one of those lighting projects actually will begin tomorrow morning. And we can look forward to a better illuminated sanctuary and altar area and we'll, able, we'll be able to see more clearly and enjoy the beautiful work of our flower and altar guilds. And I know that sound continues to be of concern in this place. We tweak the sound system every week and once the organ is installed, we will engage in a full audit of the acoustics in this space and determine what we need to, ado need to do to accomplish the best sound for both music and spoken word. We are together in the mission and ministry of this place. I could not be more awed by the results of our annual campaign for this year. In the midst of a continuing pandemic, to increase pledges by almost 20 households, almost $120,000, or 16%, that is remarkable. 
Bob has already acknowledged them, but I want to thank you again, our campaign chairs, Stan Heron and Tommy Robertson. Well done, good and faithful servants. This annual campaign success is proof that the spirit is moving in this place and that we are together. And most importantly, we are together in the work and love of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Just this past Christmas, once again, we fed 700 families a Christmas supper. Could we do 800 this year? How long until we reach 1,000? Michael Barker and Will are going to kill me for that one. We raised $20,000 for our daily bread and toys for tots. And those are only two aspects of our ministry to the broken parts of this world, including school supplies, feeding ministries, those never-ending plastic bags for stew pot, and responding to disaster across the globe. I've heard from my friends and colleagues in my beloved Commonwealth of Kentucky who are so thankful for all the support they received from Mississippi after those horrific tornadoes. It would have been nice if you had been equally uh, kind when Kentucky visited Starkville, but I digress. <laughs> and not only are we together as we look outward, but we are together as we look inward and share the love of God with each other. Our pastoral care is effective and holy, and I cannot count the number of times people remark to me how profoundly love they felt when experience a time of illness or grief. I'm so very grateful for how this parish embraced my dear friend Marvin, as he was ill this year, but thankfully that was, that embrace was a common occurrence. One member of this parish wrote me after we buried their spouse, and she said how much the parish had wrapped their arms around them. I know for me, personally, a few Sundays ago, I preached about how tired I was in the midst of this pandemic. And one of you reached out to me and shared your love and prayers and invited me to share a beer if we ever needed to talk. I can't express how much that meant to me. We are truly and blessedly together. So thank you. Thank you for keeping it together. Thank you for being such healthy disciples that we remain strong. I'm excited about all we have planned for 2022. I continue to be excited and honored to serve as your rector. Together, may we continue to be our beloved Chapel of the Cross. Amen.